When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. Now it's time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm joined by Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. Um, we are talking, are we not, just shortly after the MPC made their latest decision. It was only a couple of days ago with uh, all the kerfuffle around Credit Suisse that people were saying the Bank of England would not be able to raise interest rates. And then, of course, we've had some inflation figures we're going to talk about in a moment. So what did they do and why did they decide to do it? Well, the Bank of England voted to raise rates by 25 basis points to 4.25%. So that was a more moderate increase than we saw at its previous decision to raise rates by half a percentage point. But this was in line with economists' expectations, although they have been bouncing around all over the place um, in recent weeks, like you alluded to. Um, this is the 11th rate rise we've had from Bank of England in a row since it started this rate hiking cycle back in December of 2021. Uh, but it looks as though the central bank could potentially be at the peak of the cycle now. So we'll have to wait and see what happens at the next meeting. And was it a unanimous decision or, or not? No, it was not. The vote split was seven to two in favour of a hike. So there were two dissenters, ten rows. That's the same as last time. I'm trying to remember. That's that's yes, a that was common the same split, as last isn't it? Time. Yeah, exactly. That is quite a common split. Uh, two dissenters wanted to keep rates on hold, possibly a bit cautious about what's been going on, uh, as you mentioned, with Credit Suisse and also the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. Okay. Now, obviously, the banking authorities around the world are hoping that that has all been uh, contained. Their preoccupation before um, Silicon Valley um, Bank was uh, inflation, other side of the Atlantic, and indeed uh, in the UK and in Europe. And we've had some new inflation figures. So tell us about those and whether you think they um, were important to the MPC's decision. I think they were critically important to the MPC's decision. Inflation for February, which was announced on Wednesday, came in at 10.4%, which was above expectations, uh, driven by higher prices of food and drinks and restaurants and hotels. Um, we had four months of declines in terms of the inflation rate, uh, but now it's picked up again. So I think it underscores the fact that the path away from inflation is going to be bumpy. Uh, and we're certainly not out of the woods yet. We're still more than five times higher than the Bank of England's target, which is 2%, remember. Uh, so it's yes. still a long way to go uh, to get back to more normal uh, levels of inflation. Yeah, and I always still insist on looking at the RPI, old curmudgeon that I am, because that always <laughs> used to be when both rates were official records, that was always felt to be what people really, it was nearer to their experience of inflation. And that's 13.8%, I think, at the, at the moment. I mean, that's it's a pretty substantial in increase. Um, I mean, I feel like going off on a rant because, you know, why <laughs> is inflation so high? Well, I mean, keeping interest rates to the floor uh, since 2007 and eight, central banks around the world could have had quite a lot to do with the banking problems we've had of late and the fact that so many um, 
financial institutions are desperately searching for yield because official interest rates are so low. I mean, it does seem as if they've been hoist with their own petard and now get to the stage where it's very difficult to raise interest rates without actually causing the problems that they have caused in the first place. But um, you may not even want to comment on that. No, no, I, I think I agree. You know, we've been in this era of rock bottom interest rates for the last almost 15 years, uh, and that has spurred asset prices sharply higher. It's been partly behind the boom that we've seen in equities and um, the surge in technology stocks. And then that punch bowl of cheap money was rather swiftly uh, removed with the revival of inflation post-pandemic and the war in Ukraine. Some have criticised policymakers for being too expansionary during COVID, which possibly exacerbated the inflation problem and meant that they had to do this U-turn on policy. Um, you know, some people just um, have been, uh, have only seen rock bottom interest rates for their whole working lives. Mm. Uh, so it is a major policy change. And we're starting to see the fallout with Silicon Valley Bank, uh, which uh, made some a rather inaccurate bets on the bond market, didn't expect interest rates from the Fed to go up as quickly as they did. That resulted in a huge loss on its bond portfolio. Um, so we're starting to see the fallout uh, and it seems to be hitting the banking sector most uh, most acutely. Okay, let's just briefly pause for breath and then we ought to look at uh, what uh, importance um, you felt they apportioned to the problems the banks have been having of late. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Share Radio and to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors, where I'm talking to Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investment. We're looking at the world of investment from a UK perspective. We're talking just after the MPC have raised um, interest rates in the UK, 25 basis points. Uh, as you pointed out, um, Victoria, the 11th rise in a row. Uh, how important do you think the banking crisis is Is then? Um, as you, I think you said the, the rise was not perhaps as great as people had said it might be. So it looks as though they're sort of trying to hedge their bets between making sure they don't actually tip another bank over the edge and trying to rein inflation in. Well, it's not just that, but it's also the fact that a banking crisis could in itself be deflationary. Um, a banking crisis could weigh on the strength of the economy uh, and in turn alleviate some of those price pressures within the UK economy. So yeah. the Bank of England has very much been focused on this rising inflation backdrop over the last year and a half. Uh, but now its focus is also on the turmoil in the banking sector and what that could actually mean in terms of price pressures. So perhaps there's not such an urgent 
uh, requirement to raise rates as aggressively if there could be this potential deflationary impact from the banking fallout. But the Bank of England was trying to alleviate concerns about stress across the financials uh, when it spoke um, after the MPC uh, meeting. And it says it's monitoring credit conditions closely. It said the banking system is robust and liquidity is resilient. And it also said that the banking system is well placed to try to support the economy in a period of high interest rates. So I think it's trying to say, keep calm and carry on, trying not to induce any panic because we know the last thing that banks need is panic uh, because when yes. everyone tries to remove their money at the same time they just don't work and that's when the you can get a run the, in the bank yeah. and 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 quite serious ramifications well, the potential the, the, for bank failures yeah the joy of fractional reserve banking which of course most people don't understand i was on a walk with somebody the other day i was trying to explain it they seemed horrified that their money wasn't actually in the bank ready to be taken out whenever they want it. But I mean, most people don't understand. But then it's only relatively recently, even the Bank of England itself produced a report that explained um, fractional reserve banking. So let us move on, though, because we want to know about market reaction. Has there been any market reaction to the um, the MPC decision or are investors um, ignoring it? Well, there's certainly an air of nervousness around markets. Um, on Thursday, uh, we saw a pickup in European markets in the afternoon, but the FTSE remained under pressure, uh, suggesting that this uh, increased rate of borrowing um, is a pressure for equities. We know that when borrowing goes up, uh, that can make life more difficult for companies. Um, we have seen the pound gathering pace. Um, it's been staging gains, particularly against the US dollar. That's a trend we've been seeing across recent sessions, uh, not just because of the Bank of England's hike, but also because of the Fed's decision on Wednesday. And although it did raise rates, it was generally seen as a dovish hike. Um, so almost an accommodative hike in a way. Yes. Um, so we've been seeing that push cable or the pound against the dollar uh, a bit higher, trading above 123. Um, I suppose we could look at what it means for mortgage holders, but perhaps just sticking with investors. I mean, savers presumably are the ones who may actually benefit. I mean, so many years of interest rates being on the floor, savers have, have really been um, pushed to the side and ignored. Presumably they will benefit a bit, but it, it does seem to be a bit like petrol prices, doesn't it, that um, um, savings rates don't go up as fast as um, the Bank of England's pushing up um, their rate. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this is certainly a positive for savers, the fact that interest rates are going up. It tends to mean that savings rates do rise, possibly not as quickly, um, but we do see those savings rates pick up. And that has been the case. But the sting in the tail, really, is that inflation is still sharply above those savings rates. Mm -hmm. So say you can get three or four percent in the bank on your savings. Inflation is still stuck above 10 percent. So in real terms, saving, savings rates, unfortunately, uh, remain in negative territory. So we're going in the right direction in terms of savings rates. Uh, but unless inflation comes down, it's difficult to generate a real return. Well, uh, that's a, a summary of the problem for savers for the last, oh, I can't think how many years it is since the trust rates went on the floor, 2007 and 8. My maths isn't yes. up to it, I'm afraid. Victoria, <laughs> thank you so much indeed. That's Victoria Scholar, who's Head of Investment at Interactive Investor, uh, Interactive Investor, and I hope Victoria will be back with me again at the same time in a fortnight's time. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.